All right, you guys, we're so grateful to have Mr. Ronnie Green with us. He is an up-and-coming singer, songwriter, musician from New York. He's a multi-instrumentalist with a drive to find his spot in the music industry. He's new to the game, but he's not new to the art. And he's a singer, songwriter, and a musician that has so much promise. And I'm so grateful to have you here, Ronnie, with us. Hey, thank you. I appreciate you having me on here, man. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I want to first start off, Ronnie, with kind of introducing yourself, telling us where you're from, and tell us about the, the town that you live in and how it helps shape your core values. Uh, yeah, so I'm from uh, Long Island, New York. Um, I'm kind of in between good areas and bad areas. So if you drove far enough north, you'd be in like some not good place. If you drove south, you'd be in not good place. So it kind of helped me like see the different spectrum of how lifestyles for different people were and kind of understand where everybody's coming from. You know, I had friends all over the place. So growing up, you know, I had friends all across town, on the other side of town, different towns, and then everybody else would have a different lifestyle. And you kind of just get that feeling, you know, from them and you get to see where, where their viewpoints come from. So you kind of collectively melting pot everybody's ideologies together. And I think that really helped shape me into who I am today. I think that's a great thing about just when we think of like New York and we think of big cities and big states um, just around the world, like being from New York City, New York, for a lot of people, that's a, a big melting pot, like you said. And I know for myself, I'm originally from New Orleans. And if there's any melting pot, that's definitely oh, yeah. just kind of, <laughs> you, you never know what you're walking, going to see, what you're going to experience. And I always go back to like my first parade that I went to when I was little. My mom was like putting my hand over my eyes. She's like, what are you looking at? And I didn't even know yeah. what was going on as a little kid. But <laughs> I was there when I was like 16 with my dad. He took me, we went to Bourbon Street and it, it was something. I'll tell you, I definitely wasn't ready for all that when I was uh, 16. <laughs> You're not ready for that at six. <laughs> but that's that's a great point. Like you say, just come, growing up in a town and just like your core values and how things are shaped. Um, but I really want to talk about like musical influences as well. Like who is one of your biggest musical influences? Oh, uh, man. So I, I grew up in a very uh, art art based family. Like nobody really liked to admit it, but everybody played an instrument. You know, my grandmother played the piano. My dad played the drums. My uncle played the guitar. My other uncle played the drums. So I would say like my, my entire family was like really, really in on getting me into playing music from like a really young age. I got my first guitar. I got a piano, a little Casio from my grandmother. She had like taped the notes on there and she's like, this say they play the piano. And she would make me play the piano for like three hours a day when I was a kid. So super interesting. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, my grandmother used to play the piano herself. And I just remember those experiences of like, she was one of those ones that kind of was self-taught. So she would just kind of get in there and would be in church playing. I just remember that experience of seeing that. Um, so when you think of just like playing instruments, I know one thing I have seen your videos on Instagram and you play a lot of instruments. Can you kind of explain what are some of those instruments that you've played? Oh, um, so I start off, I guess my first session was the piano technically, but I didn't really get into it. I got the guitar. Everybody knows the guitar, the bass, the ukulele, a lot of stringed instruments, uh, the mandolin. I recently acquired a hammered dulcimer, which is like if you were to take two little mallets, open up the back of like a grand piano and slap the strings with the hammer instead of actually pressing the keys down. It's a really wild instrument. Uh, it's utilized in Asia. It's really cool. I have a handpan, which is a percussion instrument. Instrument. It's kind of a, like a steel drum that they play like in the Caribbean and stuff, but it's, it's, it was originated in Switzerland. It's a really cool instrument. The cajon, uh, the jaw heart, really weird instrument. You uh, like kind of stick this metal thing on the rim of your teeth and you slap it and it makes these vibrations in your mouth. I can go on for like another 10 minutes and I, <laughs> I just think that that's enough. We got time, Ryan. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, 
I got the banjo. The banjo is really cool. I just like the way that uh, it sounds. You know, it's like you don't really have to plug it in. It's just so loud and, vi- and vibrant that you can just kind of play it wherever you want. I have a violin, but I'll tell you something. I have the utmost respect for violin players because that is a totally different breed of instrument <laughs> that I will not claim to be able to play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have one, but I would I definitely said I, I couldn't play um, play the violin. But uh, the trumpet, I played the trumpet from second grade up until like eighth grade. So that was a cool instrument. That was like my first real experience on reading music and kind of understanding how it all worked. I have a trombone. Uh, that's a cool one, too. It's kind of like the trumpet, but you just got to know where the, to put the uh, little thing on the side in order to make it work. Because a lot of these instruments, I don't really know what I'm doing. You know, I play a lot of them by ear. So, so I just love, I love being able to open up a new instrument and just kind of dive in and figure out how to play it. You know, it just, it really, like, it's a really great hobby of mine. And I'm trying to make, make use of it some way, you know, making people happy and bring smiles to people's faces. Well, you definitely do that. And I think that you have an immense amount of talent. And I think that's an amazing thing for you to be able to pick up an instrument and just say, hey, let me try this and see how it works. And even being like a singer songwriter, like you have to have that that same quality because sometimes you'll be in in a writing session with a group of people and you just have to kind of go with with the flow. And I think that's a great quality to have for sure. Um, But let's talk about people you idolize. Was there any artists that you listened to growing up that you really idolized or had a strong admiration for? Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Jack Johnson on this one. Uh, he's a good. Oh wow, I like him. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna have to go with Jack Johnson on that one for sure. He's great. I think everything he does is just awesome every time. I agree. I love Jack Johnson. <laughs> really he's cool. so happy. He's just chilling. He's vibing. You know, vibing, surviving. Really, just out there trying to have a good time and bring happiness to people with his music. And I can just really relate to that. You know. So since you chose him, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot on this one. Um, can you choose an album that he's done that kind of describes your personality? Is there one? Oh, oh yeah, easy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would go with In Between Dreams, 2005, Jack Johnson. was a great album. It had, like, all his hits on it, you know, Better Together. You know, the there's just so many songs on there. Better Together actually ended up playing in ninth grade, my talent show. Uh, this was the, f- the first time wow. that I ever got up on stage in front of anybody by myself, you know, and I was just like this tall, skinny, nerdy kid at the time. And I was just like, you know what, Uncle John, you're going to have to teach me how to play the guitar to this because I have no idea what I'm doing, but I want to do it. And it, he really helped me. Like, he was really there. He was like real inspiration for me. That's awesome. And you, one thing I love about that, like you almost bring me back to like my high school years because I definitely was definitely not a social butterfly at all like it took a long time for me to kind of get out of my own skin but I think that just shows like having an uncle and having family members to kind of support you through this career is amazing and I love that I'm I'm sorry about that the dogs are in the background (laughs) ain't nothing wrong with that we're gonna make it work hey we love we love dogs we love dogs out here absolutely I love animals so we're gonna make that work so let's kind of talk about your process of joining the navy so can you kind of tell us about just that experience Oh yeah. Uh, so when I when I graduated high school, I went to a ju- junior college at JUCO and played football there. Ended up getting a scholarship, played football out in Nebraska for a couple of years, and then my grandma got sick and it, school was working out, so I moved back home to take care of her. She ended up passing away, and then I uh, you know hopped on a plane. My dad was in the military, my grandpa was in the military, and I just shipped out. And I said, "All right, it's time. Got to do something. Can't sit here." Wow. I'm so sorry to hear about your grandmother. And, and that's something I think you and I have in common as well. Um, my grandmother had dementia 
Um, and oh, mine too. Yeah, oh, it's crazy wow. to see that. Oh, right? that's crazy. Yeah, I took care of her um, right before my grandpa passed a few months before I graduated high school. And so I took care of my grandmother for five years and she died in my arms. So that was such a, it was a hard moment for me, but it was definitely something where you learn a lot about life through those experiences for sure. Yeah, um, it's really, it's really hard to see that, you know, see somebody go through that and happen to watch it. You know, it's so, uh, it happened so quickly. There's really nothing you could do about it, you know? Yeah, I think the hardest part about it is it's the grieving process for people. Like, how do you move past it or do you hang on to it or how do you actually make sense of it? I think like when you start to see someone who loses, you know, sight of who you are, forgets your name or doesn't even know what to do with themselves. Oh, yeah. You have no idea how to register. You have no idea how to register it. Like you you never experienced. That was my first time ever experiencing that. You know what I'm saying? And for most people, it is, you know, it's their grandparents or their parents going through it. And you're just like you have never seen this before, you know, you're a kid or, you know, you're a young adult and you're just watching this happen and you're just trying to mm-hmm. go with the flow, but you don't know how, cause there's just so many waves, you know what I mean? You, oh, I definitely know what you mean. And I respect you for that. Cause that's one of those things where if no one has gone through that, that's why I always tell people, I'm not saying that you can't be there for someone and have empathy for someone going through the grieving process. But if you actually haven't gone through the caregiver role, it's hard for people to really understand it. Um, because you really put your life, your personal life, everything has to almost be put aside to help care for someone else and be there. So I, I commend you for that. That's that's a shows who you are as a person, and that's a, that's a really great trait. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that with me. Absolutely. All right. So let's kind of talk about new music and things. Of course, I know you're starting into the business. Um, are there any people that you either um, want to work with or is there any new types of things you're in the works of trying to work on in the next couple of months that you're thinking about? So for me personally, I have like 20 to 30 songs written, a bunch of songs written. I, I have a like a studio in my house that I kind of, you know, put it on there, but I'm no producer. You know what I'm saying? I don't really know how to do that so well. But um, yeah, it's just uh, it's the process right now for me. I'm just trying to find my way. I need to get up there. Uh, I've seen some open mics in the area. I want to get out there and start trying to perform my my new music, you know, because I'm, I'm like like you said, I'm brand new into the game when it comes to, you know, putting my music out there. But yeah, definitely have a lot of stuff written up and ready to rock, you know. I think that's the best thing you said. It's sometimes it's just jumping out on your belief system, your faith and just saying, you know what, I'm just gonna go out here and see how it goes. The worst thing that can happen is that you get nervous. Like I always tell people, oh, yeah. anxiety is a part of life. Like you're going to have moments where you get a little nervous, but I think that's going to be the thing that sets you apart of if you come into it, even like with this, with us recording, like you don't know what to expect with a podcast and you jumped right in it. I think like the only thing sometimes that holds us back is our own self-confidence. And I think you have a lot of that that we see on Instagram. And I think if you can bring that to the stage, I think you're knocking out the park, I think. And that's, that's a great thing. And that's the plan. (laughs) You know, the crazy thing about like new music, I think the hardest thing is like sharing it with someone else. Cause when you hear it, you're like, man, this sounds great. And then somebody else may hit it and they're like, Oh, this may not be. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like you're like, you're trying to show someone a song and then they start talking over it and you're just like automatically instantly like, Oh no, (laughs) they don't like the song. Oh man. (laughs) I thought this was a banger, man. (laughs) And then I think, you know, the best way to test that out is maybe sometimes like even like having a friend, like putting the song, maybe like on, if you have like on a CD or MP3 or different things, let them listen to it. And don't even say it's you. Like, just kind of get a vibe and see, like, hey, what are they getting from this? What, what part? If it's the chorus, is it the vamp? Like, like really listening to, like, which parts you see them bopping to or sharing, singing, whatever. 
you're like, okay, I can just kind of add this, you know, maybe add a different yeah, verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even like with you being so great at so many instruments, that might be maybe like an interlude section where you can just kind of. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, oh, that hammered dulcimer was terrible. <laughs> so I'd be like, oh, yeah, that was terrible. Get rid of it. Get it out of here. Let's get the trombone. Do something else. <laughs> yeah, let's, get, let's get the trumpet in here. Give me the trumpet. I think that's cool. I think, and that that's where, where I think musicality comes from. Like one thing I love, like Prince, I use him as an example one of the greatest musicians, singers, songwriters, owning his own masters, like coming from out of left field. And like I said, he just did stuff like you would just never expect. Um, he was a different entity, man. <laughs> he really was. I'm like, man, I'm like, I don't even know how, what was going in his brain. Like when you think of Purple Rain and you think of just all these different types of songs, you know, when Doves Cry, just, I mean, I can list hundreds of songs he's, he's done. Or things that he he influenced so many other like writing for other artists, and that might be another vehicle for you. Like even you know you being a singer songwriter, like writing for other artists and kind of even opening up. You know? Oh yeah, I would be in that. You know what I'm saying? That that'd be cool just to even get into industry, doing something that I enjoy and making uh, you know a living off of it. That's the whole goal. You know what I mean? That's what life's about. I'm not trying to go put a suit and tie on. And you know I have a degree in nuclear engineering technology. So I can go put a suit and tie on and go like, look at the wall when I got the Navy, you know, but I don't want to do that. That ain't, that ain't right. living at least to me. Yeah. Well, I get you. And it goes back to following your passion. I feel like a lot of times we get to the point where we get stuck. Um, and I know in my career, I love counseling and that's something I enjoy, but I also tell people that there's other parts of me as well. And that's why I love this platform of doing a podcast. I get to talk to you guys and have y'all share your stories. And then I get to meet you at where you are. And, and hopefully see you when you progress in your career and be like, you know what? I'm just grateful. I was just a small part of that person's career, but that they have done the work and that I can admire from afar. And so I appreciate um, just you not only sharing of yourself, but just serving our country and doing things. We, we thank you for that service because, you know, just even signing up, it takes a lot of courage, but actually being a part of, you know, knowing that you're doing something greater than yourself that says a lot about you as an individual. So we, we, we want you to pursue your passions because that is what makes you hold and make you, you know, excited to keep living and stay. And we appreciate that. Oh yeah, no problem. That's that. That's what I do. It. <laughs> Absolutely. So I have, I have another question for you. What's one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self? If you can kind of look in the mirror when you were younger, you can choose whatever age you would like. What's one piece of advice you would give yourself? Uh, all right, let me try to think of this without saying any profanity. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I would say, hey, don't listen to the other kids. Do whatever you want, but in, like, more aggressive terms. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. who cares what they're trying to lead you on, you know, where they want, where they think that you fit. You know what I mean? You just, especially in two, 2000, you know, 21, you know, kids these days, they, they're all, like, different, doing everything they want. You know, like, not, you know, not to that extent, but everybody's trying to find their own way. And I, I appreciate that. This generation is that the kids these days, they kind of just do what they feel like doing. And I really think that that's something I should have told myself at the time. Like, hey, you need to, you know, do your own thing. Like, whatever you want to do, go do what you want to do. Go pursue some music. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it kind of goes back to giving yourself permission to to be yourself. I think like with life, of course, when we start to evolve, you kind of start to find pieces of yourself as you mature. And I know me getting close to my birthday coming up very soon. I'm like, I look back and I'm like, wow, life is going by really fast. And I feel like I've accomplished a lot, but there's so many things. Maybe if I was maybe born in this era that I would have been like, help, I would have been jumping into this, this, and this. 
And so I, I just really like say, yeah, we can make the most of what we do have. And we do have those opportunities now. That's yeah, it's, cra- it's crazy. You, you know, one day you're a child and you're on a tricycle and you're like, I'm going fast. I'm getting older. And you're riding this tricycle going one mile per hour. And then all of a sudden you blink and you're on a rocket ship and you're 30 <laughs> or like 25. And you're like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> Woo. Yeah, what a well, ride. Well, I know about being in the 30s. I'm like, whoa, like time is going so quick before you know you're like, you're almost in your 40s. And you're like, what did I actually do? Um, but <laughs> I know I've done some things, but I, I, my body's telling me I'm a lot older than what I, I look. So, oh yeah, my knees are going. I'm, I'm not 30 yet, but I, I can see where you go with that. Trust me, give yourself time. You don't want to get. To- <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not Woo! to, man. Man, yeah, it's it's something when you get up there. You're like, man. I'm, people tell me they're like, oh, you're like in your 20s. I'm like, oh, thank you for being nice, but I'm like, uh, uh <laughs> I, I know what time it is. <laughs> Yeah, I can read the calendar. Well, man, oh, or maybe I can't get that old. I can't even see. It. <laughs> but we, we're so grateful to have you here, Ronnie. And the last question I want you to answer, if you can, for us is: How can our listeners who are with Black Canvas find you online? What are some avenues how they can reach you? And um, if you don't mind sharing that with us. Oh yeah. Um. So. Right now, I don't have anything recorded that I want to put out because, you know, I'm, I'm very uh, self-critiquing. So I don't have anything on Spotify or SoundCloud. But if you want to check me out on uh, Instagram, it's actually P-E-T-I-E Green. So it's Petey Green with an E at the end. And then on TikTok, it's Ronnie Greens with an S at the end. And that's just some of my stuff that, you know, I'm messing around All with. Right. Well, I'm grateful that I reached out and you and I, I think we're going to be good friends. Like you, (laughs) you cracked me up. And I think that's a good thing. I think that you need to have that energy in any career, but especially in the music business, which can be not only hard to break into, but there's so much other stuff that people don't know. And I've talked to a lot of musicians in the last couple of um, episodes and they've told me some of those things that they've experienced. I'm like, wow, I just would have never thought it would have gone to those extents. So just keep your head up high. I think if you keep that always, this is a bit of, you know, advice I want to give you. Make sure you have all of your legal documents, things in order. You know, that's important. And then lastly, to just keep your family close, like people who really care about you and who want to see you succeed. Because when you start to elevating your career, which I know is going to happen very soon, you have to just be aware of what types of people you're surrounding yourselves with and what do they really want from you. Because a lot of times when someone starts to see, there's a lot of people out there who are going to be jealous or are trying to, you know, take away from what you are working toward. And I don't want that to happen to you. So just make sure you keep your heart into the music and stay focused. And I know, Ronnie, you're going to be great. Uh, yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me on Black Canvas. is a great avenue if anybody's trying to, you know, hear anything or learn some new stuff. And I just am very grateful to, to have been on here. Oh, well, we want you back. Are you going to come back? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. We'll come back. All we'll, right. we'll talk about something else. So, yeah, when you get some new music and stuff and things are going, I would love for you to be able to promote it. I'm going to be sharing this with my friends and letting them know to kind of follow you on TikTok, follow you definitely on Instagram. I know that you're going to not only continue to, to grow and progress, like I said, but you're going to be able to bless so many people with your talent. And I, I think that is the best thing. You've already done stuff for our country, but now it's time for us to get back to you. And we're grateful to have you here on Black Canvas. Hey, thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right, Ronnie, we'll talk with you soon. All right, take it easy, man. All right, you too.
Till we rain, 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 till we rain